0: But thanks for listening, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 130. Sunsfan here with Cinder, and this is a redo of a first intro that it's the first time I've ever had to redo an intro, and the chat jabated me. There was like three or four belches. They were just going ham, Cinder. But how are you doing after this long delay?
1: I'm just going to move my camera a little bit because it's really poorly set, and okay, you didn't tell me.
0: I don't. I don't look at you when we do this. I look there away you. every time.
1: That's better. Nice bird shirt, by the
0: way. Looking good. Looking yes. slim. Love it. Uh, apologies. The bird for... shirt looks slim. It looks slimming on you. Oh, thank it, you. It's a compliment because you're usually morbidly obese. So yes, uh, we did have to take a week off and a week and a day. Uh, the week was my fault. I did get married to Sajidine finally after eight years, which I will talk about at the end of the podcast because I got some hilarious I don't know if stories. Is appropriate. Congratulations! Right. Golf clap. You can do that. And the day <laughs> delay. Of course, if I have a delay, then Cindern has to have his own, and it's because he didn't realize that he's traveling because he doesn't keep a calendar. He doesn't organize anything. He's very lazy. In I don't think aspect of life. It's the short version. Okay. Well, at least you admit that. So. Uh, This episode, of course, is sponsored by Manscaped. uh, And I'm going to read their their little blurb here as per norm, and then we'll talk about them and their product. It's holiday season, and you don't know what to get a gift or stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code WESAYTHINGS. Um, I do want to say, obviously, the products are great. Uh, They sent us a bunch, and we've used them. They have a bunch of stuff now, in addition to, of course, the ball hair groomer, uh, nose hair trimmer. They got conditioner and shampoo and all that good stuff. Uh, And the cologne, which I have. Look.
1: Right, very good. They nice. have it's actually refined it's very it's very fitting for me. I feel like that's that's who I am. I'm a very refined person Good. as you know yes um so this this is very targeted at me i I get it
0: I'm glad uh, it so I do nice. want to say that thanks to you guys, obviously we say this every time, but support for the sponsors that we choose to have on the show because especially with Cinder very picky on who uh we want to sponsor because I only like balls we don't agree with uh, a lot of the sponsors that may come to us originally but with manscape they're definitely a company we support because they support a lot of other podcasts esports in general and because of you guys clicking on the link that will be in the description and buying their products they've upped for another six months after the end of this year so thank you yes that's that's first time we've done that for the podcast actually so very cool Yeah, that's amazing
1: thank you guys so much for the support for that that's really cool that is really cool.
0: By the way, uh, Sindarin didn't just know like that until weather. I until I just said that right now. I never told him. This is his face of surprise. Okay, so with that, let's go on to our patron shout out, Cinder, for the In Bruges tier. I'll start it off. Thank you to our friends, Roundy Three. Everyone, wish RGB Knights a happy sorry thirteen seventy seventh birthday by playing more ability draft. Not telling you. My name is not Outer Wilds, 1 Hades 2. Oh, I see what that is. Games for Falling Asleep unironically thinks that Dota 2 can grow to millions of players with more aggressive marketing. Disco Farm D, Vincent Tar- Darksea, Semper Pie, Akuna Matata, Commander Donut, Brad Sheeran, Brad Sheeran, man, I can't read today, Chakar, Detroit Deli, The Megapope, Hurrah, you got married, great stuff, congratulations, Sindarin, you are okay too, TIN nice. New Zealand.
1: Thank you. I'm okay. Go ahead. How do you know Sam. that? That's a big statement to make that I'm okay. I'm not okay. Zan Xavier, Nate fico 01, Hamscroats, Bacon. Dota will be a better game if their next hero is a car salesman wearing a pirate hat and his ultimate is called Horsecock. Wait, isn't that the same as the last two times? Step <laughs> it up. Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop. nothing to see here, Underscore Man. Okay, but for real though, Sins fan, can you please use your IceFrog connections to get the add all loading screens to shuffle button back? Still hasn't happened. Pitch black. Wooden aftertaste. Done talk. Anonymous. Peter. The longest recorded marriage lasted 91 years and 12 days. Now you've got something to aim for. Niebling. How old do you need to get then, Shannon? A five. Yep. That's right. Damn, I was right. I old Sizarin. you are? because I care.
0: No, it's because you're a robot and you have very good memory. Uh, it's not about okay. caring. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's get started with the episode. Uh, I'll do the quick NBA segment for those ten or eleven people that are really obsessed with this. The Suns' win streak— I'm one of them— has ended, Cinderin. It went to oh. eighteen games, which is quite good, eighteen in a row. Uh, and then we lost to— well, we beat the Golden State Warriors once before that. They're the number—they were the number one team with us. And then we played them again on a back-to-back and got absolutely destroyed. So it happens. Uh, But we're back to our winning ways again, so it's nice to be a part of a team that isn't embarrassing. Um, So that's nice. Okay, next thing. So we have a lot of these built up over the course of the last few weeks. So I'm going to do one of them now, Cinder, because there's one guy. I'm sorry I forget your name, but you ask me every time I stream, am I going to do this? Well, now I'm doing it. This is the Suns fan review of the Microsoft Surface Pro 8.
1: Sponsor if you want it, by the way.
0: It it could be sponsored. It's but off it's right not. now. It's not sponsored. So I'm going to tell you what I think of the Surface Pro 8, Sindarin. So this is the okay. screen, as you can see. You can see yourself. It's so shiny. Uh, it comes with this attachable keyboard, which, as you can see, just comes off very easily. And it's magnetic, so it goes back together again. If I can just do it properly, there we go. So I have never owned... that's not true. I've owned like a, a tablet in the past, but it was an Android device and I really hated it. It It's from many years ago. It was very slow. And I just, I think Android operating system for a tablet is not my favorite thing. So, uh, this is definitely a luxury, uh, because not doing any gaming on it. It's just for like working. And if I don't want to be on my computer the entire time, I thought it would be a good idea to try it out. So I'll tell you the pros and cons, okay? Okay. Pros is it's very good. <laughs> the the keyboard device is actually of any even laptop is the best I've ever experienced. Uh it feels very fluid, very light, easy to type. Uh the touchpad is fucking god tier. I actually can't believe how high quality the touchpad is. it is. So good. Um and it's very lightweight, like I said. And the fact, you know, when you're using a laptop for a long period of time, it gets really hot. Where does it get hot usually, Cinderin You tell me from experience. You don't need to think that much about it.
1: Um, are you okay? You do at the you? graphics card.
0: All right, that's not what I was looking for, but it oh. gets hot in your lap, correct? Because oh. that's where all the that's where the motherboard and all the devices are, right? Well, for this one, the the thing that's on your lap is the keyboard which is just detachable. There's nothing in there. So it's all like if it gets a slightly warm on the screen, that's the back part. You don't care about that. It's great. Uh so I've been using it all over the house. I've been on my computer so much less actually as a result, which is really cool. Again, these are first world problems that I'm on my computer for 14 hours a day or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, overall, I am super impressed. It's 120 hertz, by the way, screen. Oh, like this, the, the Steam thingy. I have been, the reason I got this is because I've been waiting for like two generations for them to finally do it. And they did. And guess what? I purchased it as a result. Very smooth. It uses Windows 11, which, eh, but that's not a fault of the Surface Pro. It's, you know, the operating system is just like a slight upgrade to 10 or in some cases downgrade. Uh, the pen, which I've actually used because I'm working on a project, which I'll talk about soon. Uh, drawing on it is super fluid, very fast. Fucking love this thing. Only small thing I can even complain about, Sindarin,
1: is the... That's cat- not a computer.
0: No. Okay, I mean, if if you want to play Dota and, like, high like, hardcore stuff, it's not going to be able to do that, but you can Steam link into your computer and it works just fine, right? So it comes with these, I'll like...
1: Dota with touchpad. The,
0: where is it? These this 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 thing here, right? that's a great showcase retracts a bit and you can that's this allows you to put it on your lap. sometimes this is a bit annoying to start like when it's closed all the way, my nails I have to dig it in a bit, so that's slightly annoying for me, but that's literally the only complaint I have uh but okay, that's not true. The second complaint is quite expensive, but I think this is well worth it. This is one of the best purchases I've ever made. If you're like me using it from home. I have been using it more than my normal computer, actually. Because most of the stuff that I'm doing doesn't require a crazy computer. Right. If I'm streaming, I'm on my computer. Obviously, if I'm playing games, I'm on my computer. But other than that, if I'm working on work-related stuff with Google Docs, this thing's God tier. So if you have, you know, if you're looking for something similar and you have enough money to spend, this is something I would recommend. So nine point five out of ten horse heads for me, Sindarin. Wow. Excellent. One of the best purchases I've
1: ever made, for sure. Okay. Okay. So, speaking with that, of one okay. of the best purchases made ever, Shannon, I will recommend something this week. Oh, please. That you have recommended in the past. Oh. I've been playing Hades a oh. lot in the last couple of weeks. I heard. And that game is fucking incredible. It is one of my favorite games ever, I think, uh, especially for what it is um like the genre and everything and the fact that it's like a single player roguelike Mm. um absolutely insanely good game and if you want to try it out it's actually 30 percent off on steam until december 13th so you have a couple of days not sponsored by the way but yeah if steam wants to sponsor so that'll be cool um gabe watches yeah you guys should check out that game Uh, i don't want to go too much into detail about what it's about and everything because a big part of the game is also the story and the development and everything but uh if you're not sure if it's a game for you, just check a, a few minutes of, of gameplay, and then you'll see if you if it's something. I you wonder
0: might enjoy. how long ago I recommended this to you. Was it the year like the in Bruges was?
1: Was it the same no, amount of I time? No, I don't think it's that long ago. I think it's okay. earlier this year. So I think
0: how far have you? Okay, you don't need to spoil story, but how far would you say you've gotten in the
1: game? Uh, I'll just boot the game and see how many. <laughs> Let me see.
0: Well, the number doesn't mean anything. How many yes, hours? Does. How many hours have you played? Because I can check mine. Uh 35. 35 hours? I've played 47.7. Okay. You've played quite a bit then. So you should be close to finishing the story if you've been not sucking balls. I, I
1: finished it a while ago.
0: Okay, good. Great, great job. I, I definitely took me less time as well. Yep.
1: Because I'm good at games. <laughs>
0: Very good. I I find that. Once you beat the game and then you have to play with well, heat. Well, I
1: don't know. I, I finished the main story, but the story after. Oh, well, yeah.
0: I, I know people have said there's like little things afterwards and it progresses yeah. a little bit more, but the main portion of the game is done. And then yeah. replaying it with heat, which is like this artificial difficulty, I have found not enjoyable actually uh, oh. for some reason. So I've kind of stopped playing.
1: I but. think there's like a, a competitive scene in the game where people try to get the highest heat possible and win. Because if mm. you put everything on max, the game is literally impossible. So mm. so like, how can you tweak it to make, uh, to make it winnable? And still, that's kind of cool. I don't know what the record is right now, but even after all this time, the game isn't like, you know, complete in that sense. Nobody's yeah. finished with the maximum. Job. That's right. So, awesome, awesome, awesome game um good taste really really good good taste and the the thing that's interesting about it just very quickly is obviously this game is made by super giant games and they've made other games like bastion and um what's it called it's called reflector no it's not called reflector what's it called i have it on the switch balls
0: Um, maybe is that the name
1: oh i can't remember someone in chat knows what this is called transistor there we go almost the same um I would say this game is clearly better than Transistor. Uh, out of the three, that is the worst. And um, Bastion was also amazing. But this just takes like what they learned from Bastion to another level. This is basically what you know. I'm hoping from other gaming companies, wink wink, that are making games that build on previous games they've made, is that they take all of the good stuff and then they find something to improve on them and make them even better. Uh which is really fucking refreshing to see, because I feel like a lot of gaming companies get this so wrong lately, mm. um, but supergiant games seem to really understand how to hit the nail on the head, so that's really nice. that's amazing. This is like a better bastion for me, basically. you think so. they can make sequels out of it uh it's a good I mean in a way, you could say that this is a sequel to bastion, not in terms of like the story whatsoever. they have nothing to do with each other, but the gameplay the like the type of just the style of game the genre is kind of an extension of what they did with bastion Mm. i don't know what they would do next to make it even better but and i also don't know if they have to i think it's hard to beat this game in this within the scope of what it does um but maybe they could expand the universe and do a different type of game i don't know right okay that's very very cool
0: all right, let's move on to Dota 2 related topics. Uh, oh. I have a brief announcement, I guess you can call it that. Um, You're pregnant. Not yet. Well, oh. that remains to be seen. I, I feel, do feel something in my belly, but uh, I am working on a new project, a custom game, actually, with Joel Larson, who is a Magic oh. the Gathering guy, and Jenkins. Who I despise.
1: also a magical guy.
0: He's magical in a different way. So we are kind of spearheading a new custom game. I'm going to tell you what genre it is, and you're going to roll your eyes. And I understand why. It is an auto-battler within Dota 2 custom games. Roll your eyes. Did I do well? We think that we have a good idea. I'm not really going to get into the specifics of anything because uh, not everything is laid out exactly how we want it yet. Um, we do have like internal playable, very basic versions, but it's still relatively early on in the thank you for the game making to try it out. process. Uh, actually, I was gonna have you and some oh. Dota personalities test stuff out because I think it's something that uh, I think you. I mean, you like everything, so it doesn't really matter. But your opinion That's actually means nothing. nothing very untrue. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be an auto battler and kind of trying to make it like a, a refreshing take to it. And the reason I'm announcing it now, even though we're not ready to show anything, is because we are looking for somebody to be hired on an hourly basis to create UI. So essentially, if you know anybody that knows Panorama, that is what it's called, Panorama, to create UI within the game, we're looking for somebody to do that at a high level. Panorama,
1: that's where those, uh, all those text papers are from, right? Yep, sure. Uh, so if
0: you know somebody that's interested, have them email me with the uh, references and all that or just you know work that they've done in the past. Sunsfan at sunsfan.gg. Um, but yeah, so really excited about this. We're codenaming it Project Horse. If you hear me talking about oh. Project Horse, that is what it is. That that's is that's, very shocking and creative. That's not going to be the name of the mod in case you're wondering. We just can't <laughs> think of a name for it. Uh, But yeah, in the coming weeks, as we progress a little bit, I'll kind of give more details and then eventually we'll have video and all that stuff and just a lot of stuff planned. So really excited. Definitely one of my passions, creating games. And I think with, just quickly and then we'll move on, I've definitely learned a lot from the custom games that we made before. First one was the Community Heroes and Items Project. Essentially, literally just Dota, but with custom heroes. People didn't like it. It's cool to try out new heroes, but they don't want to play a full game of Dota. So second game was POG, which was kind of the ARAM game mode. A lot of people liked that one. It was relatively popular for a while. And then uh, the issue, of course, is when the Battle Pass came out for TI, people just stopped playing it because then it's literally competing with turbo mode. So that's something mm-hmm. we kind of learned is you don't want to compete with anything that's remotely close. And we're like, huh, we just need to make a casual game where you can sit back with one hand on your testicles for Manscaped products because you can actually shave yourself down there and it's relatively <laughs> nice to touch. And the other hand on your mouse, you can play at a relatively high level, which auto battlers provide. And I know they've made a ton of them in the past, but um, yeah, excited with the ideas that Jenkins, Joel, and myself have to kind of put them together. So, yep, look forward to that in the future. Okay, next thing on the list, Cinderin is people have been asking us, I guess me more so than you since you've already been on air, what the hell are we casting
1: for the DPC since it's already started? So why can don't you, you quickly give the show? Rundown it, on can that? you drag up the picture that announces the talent okay. for those on video? Uh, which which there's two pictures.
0: The picture, the, the with one you with me. you and me in it. Okay, we just put that up here. There we go. What do you have to say? They
1: managed to take a picture of you that encompasses everything about you
0: okay let's see. it
1: has a basketball shirt Yep. and it has you eating a hamburger
0: wait what where's the hamburger what hold on let me let me blow this up real quick you're
1: literally lifting up your arms with a burger <laughs> that you're about to take a bite out of
0: <laughs> that actually does look like i'm eating a ginormous burger I don't know where they found them. could they seriously not have any pictures of me that aren't me looking
1: deranged? I'm pretty sure this is the best <laughs> one they can find. It, there might be hundreds, but there's none that capture you better than this picture.
0: Incredible.
1: Just Mine is incredible. a lie, by the way. I look like I care about something. I, know. I look like I'm admiring something.
0: You actually so that for must that have picture. been a weak moment. I'm
1: really impressed. T Governor looks like how I should be looking <laughs> T Governor
0: looks like he's on the toilet and he's just thinking about very serious business, so.
1: And you can tell SVG is a professional Dota 2 player because... Yep, that's normal. You
0: know, Shiver looks like a normal know. human being with empathy. Yep. And Tsunami uh, looking dapper as always. So, yep. great. Okay, so... Hope so it was what the, a hell are we, <laughs> what the hell are we doing for the DPC? So, we were both hired for ESL slash DreamHack. They're doing EU and NA. I did not want to work in December and it kind of worked out because they're doing one half of the DPC with a break with Christmas and New Year's and starting up again in January. So I will be going to Sweden for the full three weeks or whatever it is starting in January. And then yours, of course, Sindarin's always just needs to be, you know, catered to, like I have a very specific Mm -hmm. schedule. You need to abide by my rules. This is exactly what it sounds like in (laughs) negotiation. So what are exactly you doing? Like <laughs> what yeah. are
1: you doing? So uh, I'm gonna be there uh, in January as well for the first two weeks, and then uh, in addition to that, they asked me if I wanted to be a guest for a little week's time, and that's what I've just done. So um, the week that I was a guest at Dream uh, at Dream League here was overlapping with your wedding, so that we didn't really get to talk about it in an episode. But yeah, I, I've just been to Sweden and back for like a little week. Very nice. So it was nice. It's good to see people again work a bit um, on an event. And then we'll be back. We'll be back stronger, like every team says, after New Year.
0: When are um, you... New I York. haven't even asked me. This is a private question that we shouldn't talk about on air. But uh, when are you going? And for how long?
1: The, uh, the first two phase. weeks.
0: First two weeks. Isn't yes. it only three weeks? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Okay, so you're Probably. there most of the time then. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so when we get there, this time... We're going to go out mm-hmm. with Joel Larson and Jenkins, since I'm business par- partners with Jenkins as well, and he has to come. Also and you a business expense. And we will get reindeer, okay? You missed okay. out last time, and I was sure. mad at you because you don't schedule anything, and you're an idiot. But I want to eat reindeer with you, okay? Hard to
1: argue with. Good. Glad I could win. Both it. things are... Very true, actually. (laughs) I mean, I schedule a little bit, and I'm sometimes not an idiot, but majority correct. Okay, good.
0: All right. So with that, let's talk about the DPC and any results. I'm going to be straight up. I've had it on in the background since I did have a wedding recently, which, again, I'm going to talk about all that at the end of the episode. So you're going to have to kind of carry this. I did see one enormous upset, which we can talk about, um, which is EG versus black and yellow, EG lost 2-1. Just to give you an idea, Black and Yellow has Rises, High Shaggy, which is an old Arkash player, I believe, which it's not apparently an exaggeration, yep. his name, he's high all the time in matches, Zero, Dunha, One, and Jubei. Yep. So I've heard of three, actually four, I guess Dunha, I don't know who that is.
1: The thing, okay, I'll just very quickly go over what the current standings are, because it's kind of important. In NA, that is. There's two undefeated teams, which is Undying and Quincy Crew, which is hardly surprising, as it's usually those two and EG that are the best. So, effectively, the big winners of Black and Yellow beating EG is not necessarily Black and Yellow. It's actually the other teams, mm-hmm. because uh, Black and Yellow already lost to four zoomers, two to one. So for their win against E.G. to really matter for their chances at a top placement, they need to win against the other big dogs. If they do that, then obviously, then they're just the best team in the league. But if the E.G. thing was an upset, unfortunately, you would also need to win against at least four zoomers and maybe one of the other two to secure a top two placement. Um, so yeah, I would say Undying and Quincy are the the big winners there that black and yellow took that series against EG. Now, what the reasons were, etc., etc., I don't want to get like too much into like details or whatever it's a new team they've sold players around it's going to take some time to warm up they might lose a series eg can still easily make it if they win one of the other big series so um wouldn't be too worried for them just yet
0: i did want okay i know you're kind of brushing that off a bit Mm -hmm. but black and yellow also is a completely new roster right
1: that's true both are
0: brand new one has household names essentially now i i'm Kind of I mean, in your of boat. Of
1: course, I'm not gonna pretend it's good, right? No, no, like,
0: I'm I'm in your boat where you don't have to be super worried for EG yet because if anything, it's more than likely that's gonna end up being a three way tie or something like they're gonna have a good chance to go to the major anyway. But I'm just I gonna remind you, and again, I could be wrong, I'm not a big fan of this EG roster at all, as I talked about last time. I think it's mm-hmm. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense on paper. But again, all of these players are very good individually, and they could theoretically make it work. But it'll take time, for sure. Especially with... I, I think...
1: I, okay. So yes. I didn't watch the games too closely, but this was something we talked about as well, is how long is it going to take Jarex to get back into shape? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's even close to playing his A game right now. So that is something that will take time. If you're out of competitive Dota for two years, you don't magically just come back and play your best um, so there's definitely plenty of room for growth for him individually, um, and then the rest of it's obviously like team team chemistry, strategy. Uh, but you would imagine the other four players are in you know better Dota shape than he is, and I think yeah. they know what they sign up for. Um, so just got to give him time to to grow back into his old shape and and see if he can you know get to the old level. But like we talked about, he's playing five, and maybe Jarek's biggest strength as a player can't really come to fruition as well from that role as from the four but give them more time i say and let's see how it goes in the new year basically
0: yep i agree Uh, um yeah the primary region uh... i was
1: covering was eu Mm -hmm. so i'm a little bit more in touch with that uh both some division one and division two i guess we'll only really talk about div one um otherwise there's drama
0: in div two that's usually what what we talk about, right? Yeah,
1: we had some great drama there. Um, but before we get to that, uh, Division One, um, current top scorers Team Tickles and Tundra. Uh, Team <laughs> Tickles, if you guys aren't familiar with that, which many of you might not be, is basically a mix of two previous teams, which is um, Viking GG and Hellbear Smashers, two players from each, and then they added Durashio. Um They look great. So far. Uh, is very, it very Is good.
0: it the Hellbear Smasher slot they're using?
1: Uh yes. No. Yes, it would have to be, right? Viking didn't make Division 1, did they? No, they did. Viking qualified for Division 1, right? Okay. Yeah, they won Division 2. So they're probably using that one. Um biggest disappointment so far, Nigma Galaxy have not looked good. Mm-hmm. Um they're currently 0 and 2. Um, Alliance are 0-2, and cool guys are 0-2. None of those teams have even won a game in their series, just been 2-0 twice. Um, The new Liquid looks very good, they're 2-0. They beat the new OG, which also looks very good. Um, A lot of new faces, people didn't know what to expect. I'm very positively impressed with the new OG, I didn't think they were going to be this good. I thought Liquid were going to be this good. Um, So it's cool. And Secret are middle of the pack on 1-1 as well. Looked shaky in their first series. They picked it up a bit in the second one. Plenty of games still to play. But I think currently power ranking for EU is probably something along the lines of Tundra number one. Um, number two is maybe... at. I think number two, I'd probably put Team Liquid. And then number three, OG. Number four, Team Tickles or Secret. That would mm. be my power ranking mm. right now. Yeah. Um, so, very interesting to see what happens there. Moving forward... Um let me see, where were we? Where are we? Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, so if you quickly wanted to talk Division 2 drama, I don't want to get into it too much. I just want to say that shit like this doesn't belong in the game. Um, we had a player from... Uh, we had a player from, which team was it? From Chicken Fighters. Basically threaten a competitor with physical violence in a pub. And oh, I saw that. That shit's just not on. Like, that's just fucking stupid. I didn't even um, put
0: together that it was a... Uh... Div 2. yeah I, I mean
1: regardless it doesn't matter if it's a competitor in the same division right also if it wasn't like just don't fucking do that shit i understand you can get tilted and frustrated but you know there's a line you don't cross with what you say and that mm-hmm. line was crossed so um
0: yeah all right and we can just briefly go over the standings and some of the other division or in some of the other regions real quick yeah, uh for... china hasn't played yet For Eastern Europe, Uh, no surprise, it's Team Spirit off to a good 4-0. When I say 4-0 start, it's games, not series. Mm -hmm. And second place right now is Puck Champ, which I don't recognize any of those players, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Um, Are there any teams here that you are excited to watch, Sundaran, in Eastern Europe, like the Na'Vi team, for example, that have this old-school lineup of no one, Aloha dance solo and all them
1: feels yeah, like I think a lot of might teams be like the last. Are, a lot of people have high expectations for Navi because of their names, and uh, th- this was one of those teams where we were like, "Let's wait and see." I'm not sure if they hold up. So far, it's looking a bit shaky, um, but they're obviously an exciting team to watch because of the names. I think just in terms of raw talent that hasn't really been realized yet, uh, there's obviously new VP. Uh, who only have played one series, which they lost. They played against... I haven't seen this, I have to admit. Uh, they played against Hellraisers and lost. Um, yeah, so Pokchamp is basically just a combination of a lot of very high-ranked Russian players. Um, none of them have, like, extensive competitive experience. So it's kind of like, if you think about Team Spirit, but without the experienced player in Meposhka that they had at TI. Uh, but there's a lot of there's a lot of skill in that team, mm-hmm. just raw mechanics and game understanding in the current patch. Um, but yeah, I, I still think all eyes for most fans are going to be on Na'Vi, Spirit and VP, right? Just because of the names of the orgs, the names of the players. Um, but I, I genuinely think this division is really, really close among a lot of the teams. And I, I don't think PuckChamp are going to keep their top two spot, realistically speaking. Um, but I don't know who's going to take it from them. I think there's like out of these eight teams, probably six or seven of them can get top two. Mm-hmm. So. Okay,
0: and then we go over to SCA. Uh, I do want to talk about their Div 2, actually, but let's do Div 1 real quick. We have Gaming. That is a. Yep. What was Myth Trust? Do you remember that team? Yeah. Oh, so that, well, that's not the same origin. It stood for
1: Made in Thailand. And okay. they were sponsored by Trust, which is a game peripheral company, I think. I just remember uh, Merlini used to cast them back in the
0: day, and he would always say M I T H Trust, and it really tilted me. He would <laughs> never say Myth Trust. Anyway, Motivate.Trust Gaming is 4 0, along with T1, who are 4 0. So those are the top two right now. Div2, though, Cinderin. Let me yep. open this real quick. Fly's team, Talon. They are bottom three right now they have lost both their series they both did go two one though so they're two and four technically
1: yeah um not worth many points though
0: yes that is concerning
1: they have it is because players... if they don't get top two here they don't get dpc points until the last major hmm that's their last chance because if you don't qualify out of Div Two into Div One, then you can't qualify for the next major either. Because the way to qualify to the major is from Division One, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't go there then. Um, I mean, they're a new team, but you know things are moving quickly. If you don't, if you don't get across that line, you're looking at more than half a year away, or probably half a year away, more or less exactly, for your third chance at a major, and you need to qualify then. And then you need to get a good placement to get enough points. Or you're playing the qualifier for TI instead of getting a direct invite. So, Yep, they kind of almost need to win out, right? If you want top two, you probably can't have more than two losses. Like maybe three, but that's probably the limit. So...
0: All right, and then then into South America, Thunder Predator are 4-0 right now. Beast Coast is right behind them, only playing one, 2-0. And then no ping as well, 2-0. So... We expect Pretty early Coast on Coast to America.
1: win out here, right? Probably.
0: I mean, you never know. It feels like South America is the hardest to gauge because sometimes the team that is the worst in the region does better internationally, but then they can't beat like South American teams. You know what I mean? Because they're just so used right. to playing against each other. It's just like mm-hmm. a totally different game. So I, I never even bother. <laughs> I mean, based on just household names, yeah, Beast Coast has the players, but it doesn't mean anything, I feel like.
1: Right. Could so. also be no ping. Or, I mean, Thunder, if they've figured it out again. Thunder Predators have not looked good lately, but they're looking yeah. good so far in this.
0: All right, so that's Winning all every the Winning game in 30 minutes. Like you said, China doesn't... Div 2 is already going, I think, but Div 1 doesn't start till January, so not a whole lot to talk about for that region. Okay, next thing on the list. Dota Plus update came out. Um, there's not a whole lot to talk about. There is a new Metal Music Pack. Have you, have you listened to it at all?
1: Uh, I actually haven't. Oh, but I. I that's up your I think Hang on, let me just check
0: now. Great. We always have to wait for I, I ha- something. I I
1: totally forgot I wanted to listen to it. Actually, that's because I don't schedule things.
0: So I, for some reason, I was under the impression that you could listen to all of it, like in the game, but you have to just go to YouTube to listen to it. Um, so you can't really buy it without previewing it. Really, like they, you can hit the preview button; it just plays random music. You don't know what parts they actually show up because the one that's important to me is for some reason the only one i notice is the respawn timer you know what i mean because that's like it's triggered in your head okay i respawned and now it's time to go whereas if you change your pack you actually forget that you've respawned you're just sitting there i don't know if it happens to you uh the pack itself seems first of all if you're in the metal obviously you're gonna like it i think it's okay it's not the best um the respawn timer or the respawn sound is fucking sick though that might be worth the five dollars honestly I had to think about it, Which one?
1: Where is that one? I looked at a couple
0: videos, and one of them didn't have the respawn timer, so somebody sent me a link to a different one. So I don't know. You'd have to find it on your own. But it's called the Humanity's Last Breath. Wait. It was composed by Humanity's Last Breath. It's the Void music pack. So
1: Yeah, I just just listened to some bits and snippets of it right here. Uh, It's good. It's not something that I would want as my background music while I'm playing Dota, though, I think. Mm. It's a little bit... Um, I think it's a little bit too heavy for what I would just want to have in the background in Dota. Um, but I think it's really great that the genre is getting a music pack in the game, so I'm really happy for that. And I didn't find the respawn sound that you were talking about, unfortunately. But, yep, you'll but yeah, you'll have to search. It's, still, it, it. it's it's good stuff. It's just not what I want. I think based on what I've just heard. So kind of like you, I think, kind yep. of the same boat.
0: Uh also came out with the Dota Plus Seasonal Treasure, which we won't even mention because there's no point. It's garbage. Uh, they Woo. updated the Seasonal Quest and Guild Rewards, which, you know, these are fine. Not worth really talking about. But the big thing is upcoming Battle Pass. So I'll just read what they said. As mentioned last week, we have one last pressing order of this business before the end of the year. The Battle Pass, which will arrive in the next few weeks, filled with holiday levels of hijinks and
1: rewards. This post is from December first.
0: Yes, so it's been which means 10 a few days. weeks.
1: Is probably it's probably coming out December twenty ninth or something.
0: So I would actually be surprised if it's that's not before four weeks. Christmas. I think it's going to be before yeah, Christmas. They might they're come say, out before Christmas. They're saying a few weeks just to you know trick everybody because that's definitely <laughs> not really <laughs> they never do that. But I mean, if I were them, I wouldn't want to release anything between Christmas and New Year. That's kind of a shitty time. You want to do it before Christmas and then just forget about it. So I would expect it uh, next week. We'll see, though. Are you expecting anything specific? Because the Arcana, we saw the...
1: was it drow, right? Teased. Have we even got the previous Arcana yet? Void? There was Void, right? That was supposed to... No, we have not. I think that one will come out with it. You think they're going to have two
0: Arcanas? Or you think the drow?
1: is going to be Either that or, it? I mean, we're due the Void, right? So I don't All know right. what they're going to do.
0: Hopefully chat can help us with this. The last battle pass they came out with, what was in it? What were the big things? Was that the Spectre Arcana? Was there another Arcana on top of that?
1: No, that um, no, I mean, was only that one, I think.
0: So we shouldn't have any reason to believe that there's going to be two Arcanas, right? That was okay, the Dragonite had, Persona. Oh, they had DK Persona. That's right. Okay. Right. Okay, so that, that is close enough. So maybe, maybe they do come out with two Arcanas then. One of they which could. is tied to the Battle Pass and one of which you can buy. Right? Because people
1: complained. Do you think, based on the overwhelming critique that it got, that Valve are going to take that to heart and not put the Arcanas in the Battle Pass again? Or do you think they're still going to do it? There was a lot of negativity from the community about that Spectra Arcana being behind that paywall.
0: It depends on what the numbers tell you, Sin. So oh, was that the first that...
1: one, though? It wasn't, right? Oh, it was the first one that was voted by the community because there wasn't a lot of criticism, as at least how I remember it. People weren't upset about the Windranger one, right? Or the Wraith King one, which were also high-level battle pass rewards. Mm. Uh, but for this one, they were upset because this was one they voted for at TI to win next Arcana. And then since they voted for it, they feel like it should be available to them, but then it was expensive to get. Right. That's what Mm -hmm. the, I don't, I'm not actually sure. Oh, it's being pointed out. What about queen of pain? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway,
0: I I think, uh, I don't think they'll care. That's my Mm -hmm. guess, but who knows? Uh, And obviously, with this update, basically we'll just attach it. We don't really need to talk about too much. But supporter packs are now out. Uh, originally, it came out with only bronze level, but then like a couple of days later, they had a bunch of voice lines. So, uh, I haven't really listened to them, if I'm being honest. Maybe we can do a supporter pack review at some point, but uh, not. We today. could not today. But today, I would like to make another announcement. SAP is back with their segment. We're back, baby. Whoop.
1: They were. Uh... You know... <laughs> Shannon, I don't know if we've said this before on the podcast, but isn't it just amazing when the community and the viewers and the listeners are like, where is your sponsored segment? We want your (laughs) sponsored segment. That is like the S tier of what you can obtain as a sponsor of anything, is that people miss your sponsored stuff. So good shit. Again, guys, really, really awesome.
0: Again, to reiterate, SAP, uh, they sponsor this segment. They are an enterprise software company that's bringing their expertise via analytics and esports to provide us a cool tool to be able to use and give cool stats and answer your questions and whatnot. This was the original plan was to have eight episodes from before and then a little bit of a break, which we did, and another eight episodes to follow. So that's it's actually going according to plan. Uh, so
1: if you just joining Wanting us- to schedule, because we schedule things.
0: That's true. Uh, Cinder mm-hmm. and I ask each other questions that we find and give multiple choice. Throughout the last eight weeks, we each got exactly zero points, uh, which uh, I think it was less than 1% chance of happening. Yeah, someone did
1: the math. It's like 1%. Yeah. Pretty, pretty incredible. With random selection. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we should maybe add that we've been a little bit deceiving to each other to make it a little bit tricky sometimes. I think.
0: Right. But I've stopped listening to you. And I just pick a letter now. That's so good. that's probably a good Basically
1: way. random. So okay. with
0: that said, I will ask my question for you first. Okay. Okay. This is a TI 10 question still. Oh. Uh, because they added some more, like, little tool for me to use for ags and is shards. Is it about ags? It. it is. Uh, actually, it is. <laughs> Have it's, you asked uh, about
1: anything other than ags? No. Yet? Well, shards. This <laughs> is a shard question. In a <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not ags. It's shard. Okay. They're separate. <clears throat> okay. Which TI 10 team bought the most shards on average per game? This includes TI qualifiers. So the more games you play, obviously you would think, I mean, theoretically, you can do the math. So which TI 10 team bought the most shards on average per game? Is it Spirit, LGD, OG, Secret?
1: Okay, so I think the chance that you buy the shards is higher. You say buy, so the ones from Roche don't count. Right. I'm
0: okay. 95% sure uh, it, they don't.
1: Regardless, play. it doesn't really matter, right? Because the longer the game is, the higher the chance that you've bought a shard. So, yeah. and you said across all games. Who played the long games? Spirit, LGD, OG, Secret.
0: And I don't want, I'm not trying to trick you. I'm just making sure you know this includes TI quals, okay?
1: Right, but it was average per game, not total amount. Correct. Yeah.
0: so spirit lgd og secret
1: okay i am going to go with team spirit
0: incorrect again the cor- <laughs> the correct answer was team secret actually you you got the first letter oh. right
1: Oh, you, uh, you got worried for a second when I said team.
0: Uh, there's <laughs> just a moment there. So Team Spirit bought 1.85 a game, LGD yeah. 2.21, OG 2.34, Secret 2.56. It was actually in order.
1: Oh, so I, I picked the that. worst one. You picked the worst of the four. Nice. Congratulations, as always. Okay, very good. Okay, your well, turn. Well, let's see if you can do any better with my okay. question. Yep. Okay, which player has the highest KDA of all time? I think this is since uh, 7.07, like we've talked about, right? So that's back in 2012 or something. So the highest KDA, that does not mean, like, average... um, It's not like average KDA per game, but just total KDA, right? So if you have a game and you go 5-1-5, you have a KDA of 10 for that game.
0: Okay, And you just add them up game by game. I'm picking A.
1: Do you not want to hear the options?
0: No, I'm picking A. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Which player has the highest KDF of all time? Is it A, Dendi, B, Paparazzi, C, Resolution, or D, Somnus, a.k.a. maybe? And you pick A, Dendi. Can I retract this? Thing? No, you, you said you picked A.
0: Okay, A. Whatever. Don't care.
1: That is incorrect. Fuck! <clears throat> okay. <laughs>
0: As Why did it have to effect? be Dendi? I wouldn't have picked him ever after the four. Oh my god. Why did you put Dendi in there to begin with? Okay, was enough, it? Dendi is the worst answer. <laughs> Shocker. I could have told you, you know
1: that. I... <laughs> god, I hate you. All right. So, of all time, Dendi is 12th. Paparazzi is 7th. Resolution is 1st oh and somnus is second resolution actually has quite the gap down to somnus so obviously he had a phase resolution has played a lot of pro dota and he's always had really good kda's and been a lot of their strategies have evolved around him playing hard carry see the thing i was surprised i would have never i would have never guessed that it would be reso logically
0: speaking he hasn't been to that many ti's and when he has he destroys i remember he that in for empire remember that one year he was god tier and obviously in our run for with dc so logically that would i would have you know leaned towards that but then because he was on my team i thought that that would be a red herring anyway so i actually would have eliminated him along with denny because that's obviously not going to be the correct answer anyway so i would have want with the I other think two i think
1: thinking about ti is a little bit can be misleading because of how small of a percentage it is of the games of a player's career right
0: oh wait was this not just for ti
1: No, it's all time.
0: Okay, I'm not going to lie. I literally didn't listen to your question because I was just thinking what of the four letters I wanted to choose, and A felt really good.
1: Okay. I mean, statistically speaking, this was a better way of doing it for you than thinking. So you were still wrong, but I agree. you have 25% chance every week. Okay, great.
0: So with that, let's go to the community question. So before we would scour the comments and you guys would ask questions and we would answer them and give you a shout out. Actually switching it up, and we're curious to see if you guys like this format a little bit better. So we're going to take a question that was asked in previous weeks since we we couldn't go through all of them, and you guys are gonna try to answer it. And if you do answer it correctly, we accumulate all of them obviously. Uh, we'll give you a shout out if you have the closest answer in addition to the letter. So I'll explain this in a second. So <clears throat> this was taken from a couple episodes in the past by A Sock who asks what was the largest instance of hero to hero damage logged in pro games okay i'm going to give you four options and i'm going to tell you what you need to type in the comments of the youtube channel so again what was the largest instance of hero to hero damage logged in pro games is it a below 3000 b 3000 to 3999 9, 9, c 4000 to 4999 9, 9, or D, 5,000 plus. So what you're going to want to do is in the comments type hashtag SAP esports, followed by the letter that you want to answer, followed by the optional actual detailed number that you think it would be, and whoever is the closest, we will give a shout out to, okay? So that is your community question for the week, which we will answer uh, next time
1: should add just a little bit of extra detail here uh we're talking about the damage done after amplification so amplification and reduction so it's the actual damage the hero takes not the crit number that it shows over them when they get hit right Mm -hmm. it's the damage that was received and if you were missed the categories i'll just give them again a was below 3k b was 3 to 4k c was 4 to 5k and d was 5k plus and if you want to write, let's say you want to select it in the range of B, it could be hashtag SAP Esports B three thousand five hundred and twenty-one. As an example. Beautiful. All
0: right. All right. I'm really Wait.
1: curious about this. What do you think? Like I actually have no we don't idea know. about this. Did you did you look it up? We don't know the answer, no, we, so we can guess, right?
0: That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to guess, guess because it? our percentage is just getting <laughs> even worse.
1: <laughs> if you're if you're actually, trying to guess this week, just pick something far from what we do, because that tends to be right.
0: I'm not going to guess until I get a correct answer in your thing, because I don't want to waste a correct answer. I feel like it's coming soon.
1: I I do want to waste a correct answer. I will say it's C4000 to 4999. I will say 4,312. Okay. I'll take 4,313.
0: You said you didn't want to guess. Oh, I'm just going the over-under on this one. All right. just... Bing so, dick. okay, Understood. we appreciate SAP as always. If you guys want to learn more about them, be sure to clink, uh, click, not click. Well, you can do both. The link in the description, as we said earlier, does help us. Okay, next thing on the list, Cinder, an LGD drama. LGD oh, no. sent an email to Valve asking for TI 10 audio and image files for investigation. They've suspended Zhao 8 and his activities for 30 days your thoughts. We talked about this potential issue where, or I guess potential drama where people were blaming Xiaowei for throwing and betting against the game or whatever the case may be. And we we thought that was just hearsay and just random, yeah. random shit. Does this mean that this is actually a thing? Or is this more the community kind of pressuring LGD to save face a little bit and look into it?
1: To me, that's what it looks like, right? Is that There's so much pressure on LGD that they have to do something about it. And then they're doing this. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to protect Xiao 8. Okay. I don't know him very well personally. I don't know if any of this is true, but like, realistically speaking, if you were to bet against your own team in the finals, when you look at how much the TI finals are worth, you can look at what kind of magnitude of return investment you would need to even for it to be profitable. That's strictly from the perspective that you're even thinking that a person would do that. And consider it and do that against the teammates that they've played with the whole year, right, which I feel like is a little bit of a stretch. I, I know people can be evil and can do bad things, but i I genuinely don't believe anyone in dota would do this, to, but who knows like i i'm always I always get surprised by what people pull off, so anyway, um so yeah they they did a thirty day suspension, uh, obviously, if you guys haven't really followed it, uh, like Shannon said, it's about. Um there was some speculation or some fans upset about LGD's drafting in the finals and they thought like maybe Shadowit on purpose was rigging it when obviously the draft was done together with the team that's what the team has said in statements as well uh, they talked about it as 5 so in that case they would be covering up for him <laughs> um anyway there there's a lot of uh, I think what sparked a lot of this was his ex-wife saying that he was mm. had a betting addiction or whatever and he would bet on games Um, and again, this is kind of on a hearsay basis. I don't know to what extent that is true. I don't know if he was betting on Dota. I don't know if he was betting on his own games or if he just had like, if he did general gambling or did none of it. And it's just, you know, but I think that has kind of been confirmed that he is a betting man. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you do it within the regulations. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I know about that. Then they suspend him for 30 days and Valve came out with an official statement, right? On this. Um did they? That they I I don't know if Valve posted it themselves, but I saw I saw a text that said that they looked into it and there was nothing suspicious found. Um hmm. I don't I don't believe it was posted by the official Dota 2 page, but uh it was definitely quoted as having been investigated and nothing was found. Um That's all I remember about it. I don't remember exactly where and what's um what channel it was through.
0: Yeah, I don't have much to add.
1: I mean, so I don't think anything has come out of come out of this, but, you know,
0: I have heard from not specifically about this, but in general from people that are in the know, let's just say, that betting in China the perception is that it's really bad, but the reality is it's even worse than really bad. It's Like well, I don't want to make light of the epidemic. I was going to say it's like an epidemic, but uh right. it's it's extremely bad. So stuff like this wouldn't be surprising in general, but the fact that it's for a TI, when you're making so much, doesn't add up necessarily. I guess if you're making more, but then there's the prestige on top of that, that's gotta mean something. I, again, without all the information, it's impossible yeah. to make a, a call, but it just seems so unlikely that this would be a thing, but you never know, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we have nothing else to say about,
1: about that since we don't know much about it. I might have found the quote here. Give me a sec. Okay. Oh, right. This is what it was. Uh, I think it was an email chain, and the email was. Right. So the response was We have no reason to believe LGD match fixed nor did anything wrong during the finals. We are confident in the integrity of TI 10 and its outcome.
0: Hmm. That was in an email.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think so.
0: Okay. Moving on. Next topic very briefly uh, Dota Dragon's Blood. The actual release date has been announced. It is January 6th.
1: Oh, Shannon, I watched Arcane.
0: Well, I was going to talk about Arcane here, actually, because it feels like comparing it to Dragon's Blood. Mm -hmm. Well, you can give me a... I mean, I've talked enough about Arcane. Go ahead. What what did you think? It was
1: really, really good. (laughs) Um, Yeah? I hope... So, it was better than Dragon's Blood Season 1. It just was. Um... But I still really like Dragon's Blood for what it was, and I'm excited for season two. And I hope that... So what we talked about way back when, when season one ran, was that supposedly the episodes were meant to be longer, and the story had been written, but Netflix uh, wanted them cut to, was it 20 minutes? Something like that?
0: If I'm going based off of memory alone. Basically, the amount that they ended up cutting was two episodes worth.
1: Yeah. So the pacing So what it off. meant was that the pacing and some elements just get lost, right? Which would have what wouldn't have happened was that the overall like art style and the overall animation work that would not have been way different, but there are probably like elements of the story and maybe one character that never got introduced because they had to cut it short or whatever it is. Um maybe some side characters. So what I hope is that with the success of season 1, which I still think You know, it wasn't arcane levels of success, which is just completely... Like, it's just been overwhelmingly positive, and it's huge in its own right. Mm -hmm. I still think the Dota Dragon's Blood was successful enough that hopefully Netflix will give it more airtime. Um, Or... I don't even remember what the reason was for this. I find it kind of strange because, from what I understand, Netflix's policy on stuff they put on there is that they're pretty much very flexible with what they let people put on there, as long as it's greenlit, right? Um, I wonder why the duration had to be shorter um but yeah, yeah that's a, that's just oh, a question okay. mark for me but i hope season 1 did a good enough made a good enough impression that uh for season 2 that first of all we get longer episodes and more story and maybe also that the budget gets increased because it was kind of like a pilot season to see how it, this kind of thing is going to work for Dota and that it was good enough that they can invest more time and effort into making you know well, cooler animation <laughs> more detail
0: the issue uh, is that season 2 has been done for a while, I would assume. Like, these things don't just get done and then they're released a week later. And
1: right, the, but the comparison, season, let's say season one. When did season one air? It's like a year ago, right?
0: No, they, I'm not saying they haven't had time to polish. I'm saying that uh-huh. if this is in response to Arcane, because that's what people are going to compare it to, it will right. not have that level of polish, period. But the thing that they can yeah, work on, true. which I'm but hoping... It might be better than
1: its own <clears throat> season one, was what I was saying.
0: Right, obviously, we want it to be better than season one. Not that season one was bad inherently, but things mm. that like get rid of some of the cringy moments, perhaps like forced uh, cussing. <clears throat> I love cussing; it was just completely forced. I think more characters from Dota. Like, why do we have so many characters that aren't in Dota in it? If you look at Arcane, I had to ask yeah, somebody afterwards, on. but there's a lot of heroes, sh- champions, all over the place. They're constantly introduced. They don't have to be main characters. They don't even have to be in more than 10 seconds. You just have Pudge farting in the background. That's a great cameo (laughs) for me. Like, what's wrong with that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you Uh, would love that, wouldn't you?
0: If there's no Pudge, it's like this epic battle
1: scene between Dragon Knight and someone, and then Pudge is just farting in the background. That's it. That's just the cameo. Talk about forced cussing.
0: (laughs) That's forced farting, and that's more acceptable because it's unusual. Forced cussing, (laughs) people do it all the time. Okay. But yeah, I mean, we're obviously going to watch it. I'm excited, uh, but kind of tempered my expectations because arcane like you said it was just really fucking good
1: very good um in all fairness from what i've heard uh arcane was in development for i think five or six years mm-hmm. um this isn't to like how to say this isn't like to cope or whatever and be like oh dota is better blah, blah blah i don't really care about that discussion in general but I think it's important to remember that depending on the scope of how much time you have for this stuff, whichever studio did whichever thing, time really matters. Animation takes so long. It's yeah. such a hefty work to do that making something like Arcane just takes years. It just does. And if you want a production on that scale for Dota, you need to make it five years in advance. You just do. Um, yep. And they was announced- a decision Riot made a long time ago and they had a big dedicated team working on it. The credits for Arcane are enormous. I don't know if you looked at it, how many people worked on that show. It's just a totally different level of magnitude than...
0: And the uh, fact that they've announced season two already probably means, this is my assumption, that they make season one and two roughly at the same time. And then based on the reception of season one, they start making season three. So the reception has been incredibly good. So I would expect a season three to be being worked on now uh but yeah it was again league of legends versus dota we've heard it time and again all this bullshit i used to be a bit on that bandwagon there's some stuff i really can't stand you can not like the game but yeah that's fine you i would recommend this show to literally anybody i recommend it to my mom and i recommend it to my dota friends like it's just very good yeah uh okay last topic syndrin before we get on to the wedding dota underlords is on McDonald's f- that's well we're keeping that for another week. McDonald's, <laughs> if you're a McDonald's fan, you're gonna wait a I'm week excited. For the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dota underlords is officially dead ish uh so there was an update, a ninja update, I guess you could say, where in the code, you could see the duration of the season for underlords being extended by ten years <laughs> because I think it was about to expire. So instead of updating the game and you know all this stuff, they just extended the battle pass for another 10 years, and they likely will never touch the game again. Uh, of course, this is just assumptions, but they haven't done anything with Underlords in many months. But the weird thing is they didn't announce anything either. Because with Artifact, even though I was devastated, at least they said something. Or Underlords, they kind of yeah. just left it. So what are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of... I, I don't know, I guess it hasn't specifically been said anywhere, but I've had this feeling that this game has not been in development for like many months now. Um, I think they reached some sort of stable state, and then they just left it there. Um, I don't think anything's going to change. If something happens, it is an official announcement that they're not working or developing the game anymore. Um, interestingly enough, the thread that you linked in the document here, uh, where someone pointed this out, the most upvoted comment is exactly how I feel about that game. It's, it's from Effingham, and it reads, Oddly, I really liked Underlords until the actual Underlords were introduced. Yep. I, I played f- this f- game f- a lot. And when the Underlords were introduced, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then I played three games and never played again, I think. And I played so many games before that. I know you played the, sh- the crap out of this game compared to me, but mm-hmm. it's funny how adding that new level of stuff I think worked against it. Um... And I know exactly what they why were trying do you, to do. You know, and like, you do you need to think spice things is? up, make sure the game isn't figured out, make more paths or whatever. But oh, so that, they that's just the missed thing. the mark on that one. Uh, it feels So like.
0: I want to ask you why you think it ruined it. And I have some opinions as well. But I think I understand where they were coming from because they don't want to hmm. take a game mode, literally copy. It's a riot thing to do. Literally copy it and basically change nothing. right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is when you're doing that, or, sorry, the problem is people are expecting it to be the same because they already know about the other game. It's not like a secret. And in addition to that, there's no other like Dota game, like Artifact being dead and all, that you can say is Dota-ish. Like, it's just taking the characters and putting them into a different genre. That's cool, inherently. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest issues, which isn't talked about, obviously the units themselves, the Underlords themselves, just being weird and how they worked and the mechanics and whatnot... I want to ask you this. Do you think it Uh mattered that the characters they chose to be Underlords weren't Dota heroes? Because I found just the idea of the characters very uninteresting. Like, I didn't give a shit about the backstory. Right. Or, like, I'm not into lore at all, but if there was, like, a Pudge Underlord, that would be cool, right?
1: I, I think... I definitely cooler, think that's part of it, is that it felt disconnected. I think if the Underlords were just Dota characters, um, that would have helped. I don't know if it would have been enough. And it wouldn't have been I think enough. what's important to make the distinction here is that part of the thing that we were thinking at the time or whatever was that, okay, is this a fad? Is this game genre just expiring? You know, everyone has tried it, it's fun for a hundred hours, and then it's not fun anymore. It, it just just runs dry. I think TFT, which is League's auto-battler, is still doing great. Yeah, It might not be as popular as it was on launch, but it still has a very active player base that plays a lot. So for comparison, it's not even close. And that kind of shows that either TFT did a better job with creating better balance or better gameplay, or that there's a really strong link between the universe and that they have from League, and the fact that that is maintained in that game. And that's what you're talking about here with the Underlords just having no relevance to the Dota universe that people are expecting, right? Um,
0: I mean, they're called Underlords, and it has nothing to do with Underlord. That's just by itself is weird. And I think when they introduced yeah. the units, them being actual units on the board was fucking weird as well. Like,
1: yeah, the way Atomic
0: War does it, for example... That's the way I was expecting it originally. It's just this, yeah, same actually. Overarching using a uh, unit looking down. It's not actually doing anything actively, but it provides some buff or whatever for your team. Yeah. That's I think even if they kept the characters non dotterly, that would have been more successful inherently. But just a couple things like that, and you know, it's not like it wasn't fixable. But I think they just lost motivation, and like you said, it was maybe a bit of a fad for maybe internally. That's what they thought. But it is sad to see the game die in such a non-official capacity just like a slow death over the past year and a half or whatever it's been
1: i think uh i, I don't want to say valve needs a win in terms of a game because i think alex did pretty damn well um eh, overall they, they need a,
0: no they need a win
1: but the, the reason it's i'm saying VR. that is that let's let's compare it to like blizzard right blizzard need a win I need to win real bad because they've kind of almost fucked up everything they touched for a while now, <laughs> but at least Alex for valve was, I, I would consider it a success. It's a new medium. They have the most successful game in that medium and they've invested a lot of time and effort into it. And in the end, maybe the medium itself won't succeed as much as they had hoped, but within the scope of what it did, they have the biggest title, right? So I would consider that a success. Um, but for just regular PC games, it's been a while since Valve has released something that was like a masterpiece. The last one was Dota 2, right?
0: Yeah, but that, that's, what that's, I, that's why I would not... I mean, a, I understand what you're ago. saying. I, I would consider Alex a success in just that scope, but if you're talking right. about titles released by Valve, that is not even in my head. It's Half-Life, Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. Dota, Portal, Left 4 Dead... Like games, like I mean, I, I wouldn't say Left yeah. 4 Dead is in the same echelon as some of those others, but still very big. Alex is not; it's not one of them. It's just a VR game. Like it's trying to sell yeah. VR headsets. VR is not ready for mass consumption, so they're not going to sell a ton. I'm sure it helped having that game, but and the game itself was really well reviewed. I understand, but it's it's not on the same level as these other games. So I think I find it interesting how
1: sure. if you compare Valve and Blizzard, it's kind of like they had the same. Not the same trajectory entirely, but they had, like, the same phase where they were just pumping out god-tier titles, right? So Blizzard had these years where they had, like, Warcraft, StarCraft, World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, and then Blizzard, or sorry, Valve had the games you just mentioned. And all of it was within, like, a five to ten year span, right, that most of this stuff came out. And then the last ten years, it's kind of just been dry on new releases, which makes me wonder, is it a company, like... Is it a decision? Obviously, Valve made Steam, which is printing, so they're never going to be in financial trouble, but I wonder if it's hard to be creative and make a truly outstanding game, if it's just that much more challenging, or if the way those companies use their resources just doesn't enable it as much anymore.
0: I just think it wasn't a priority for Valve until recently to start development on games in general. Mm -hmm. They haven't been pushing for it as much, but uh, you know, from what we've heard, they are pushing for it now, so...
1: There are obviously other, other games coming out that are great, so it's not like it's impossible to invent something new and really fun. Like, Hades was a great example for both of us of a mm-hmm. fantastic game. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, not out of, it's not out of reach. But, okay, do you think, do you think let's say, okay, this is going to sound like a little bit of a weird statement. Do you think the percentage of new released games that are good is lower than it was 10 years ago? Yes. I'm not saying every game because I know on Steam there's like shitloads of $1 games, but let's say like actually announced and studio worked on games that are hyped up, the success rate feels a lot lower than 10 years ago, right?
0: Yeah. Because they're not polished anymore. A lot of these, like, I'm thinking of the Call of Duty. I know a lot of people like Call of Duty, like the Battlefields. uh, Mm -hmm. What was that one that was super hyped that has Keanu Reeves? I'm remember, not remember. Cyberpunk. Like, these games are. They're hyped for so long, and then they're just released too early, or they just suck ass for whatever
1: reason. So what's the problem?
0: <clears throat> I mean, it's different for everybody. But, I mean, on average, there's going to be less success rate because there's more competition, and there's just, like, inherently way more games coming out every year than there used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say with big companies, like, if we're not... Because incl- Valve is not a big company. I'm not trying to, like, meme. They're there's only so many employees that they have versus like for comparing them to riot to blizzard, right? Like blizzard is kind of self-inflicted. It feels like they've just lost their way. It's like, yeah, you have, sure. it's like bureau. It feels like just bureaucratic bullshit from blizzard. It's like higher ups mm-hmm. just making decisions. Then they have zero idea of what the landscape is even like within esports or video games in general. And they're paying the price. And it's not like something you can just fix like that. Cause they've, They work on these games for like five, six, seven, eight years at times. And if you fucked up that badly, even as like two years ago, it's going to take so much longer to actually correct for Blizzard. So I have actually no hope for them whatsoever. But Valve is just a... People mean that they're a small indie company. It's not that far from the truth, really. Right? It's not that big, no. I mean, they make a shit ton of money because of Steam. And most of their employees are probably working on Steam. But in terms of games, not that much. But did you have an answer to this... Question: Are we just trying to poke?
1: I was curious about what you thought because, to me, it just—we've we, talked about this previous podcasts many times—that I have this feeling that games get released too early, and I would way rather have a delay and then have the game be finished than have it released on the announced date because it has to, right? I—I I think for many games and many companies, the stakeholder relations where there's investors that want the game released and they don't understand the value of delaying the game uh, just hurts a lot. Uh, which is why some games that get delayed gets me excited because it shows me that the they really care about finishing the product and getting it the way that they want, right? Um, I think two games that have been delayed so far that I'm looking forward to are uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and uh, Elden Ring. Both got delayed. Um, by I think Elden Ring only got delayed by two months or something. I think originally it was meant to be November 11th, and I think it's coming out in January if I'm not mistaken, maybe February. I'm still uh, waiting on Fable. Sure when,
0: yeah. Waiting on Fable, the one one RPG uh, I can play. Let's go.
1: Who's the most consistent? Like who has made good games consistently for the last 20 years? The best. Is that Nintendo? Depends on your taste.
0: They made a yeah, lot of I stinkers.
1: Guess. Yeah, I mean they've also made bad games, that's for sure, but I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I was just curious what you thought because it's, it's just like a feeling I have. Like, there's no like stats or whatever to back it up with like ratings or whatever. But yeah. just, it just felt like when we were growing up or in our like 20s that there were just more good games relative no, to bad games. Part of it
0: is probably nostalgia hmm. as well, I would think. Probably. There's probably kids that are like 10 years old right now that are just like super excited about some of the absolute shittiest games like Battlefield that get re released with small changes made every year god that that and call of duty actually make me sick okay uh that is it for the podcast uh i guess we can finish off with the story of the wedding Cinderin, which might yes tell me all about it okay let me uh close this so we had a very small wedding at the house and when i say very small I mean, very small. Originally, we were going to only invite family only. And Nikki's family is like fucking extends to God knows how far. Like there's so many cousins. If we brought all the cousins, it'd be like 50 people probably just by that uh, with all the significant others and whatnot. So for her, it was just her direct family. And for me, my direct family was there's not that much. It's just my mom, my brother and a couple cousins. That's it. Uh, so I figured I'd open it up a bit more to try to make it not so lopsided and include some friends, very close friends, of course, one of which did not attend. His name is Sindarin. Sorry, he, My bad. He gave an emphatic no. Uh, <laughs> I was like, but, fuck no. <laughs> but I did invite uh, just to give, I'm not going to give the whole list, but just a few friends that, a couple people that uh, people don't know. So I'll just mention the people that, well, you'll recognize. So, Buka actually came <clears throat> from Estonia. He he's he's been kind of trying to. I've been trying to convince him to come back to the U.S. for quite a while. So it was nice to see him again. Brax came from L.A. and Slacks came from Colorado with his wife. Old
1: Choice inviting Slacks to your wedding. His say,
0: baby. So. I met his baby for the first. My God, his baby is super cuddly, always smiling. It almost made me like kids, Cinder. And I think you might be able to change your wow. mind, too, on the Invoker Arcana or the Persona. Oh,
1: if it's voiced by Slax's child, <laughs> that would actually be a good meme.
0: But yeah, I met t Rexy's very cuddly. So anyway, uh, we had a bachelor party. I didn't want to do anything for the bachelor party, as you might imagine, Cinder Man.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you played Hades.
0: But Slax apparently was planning something for a really long time. So we did a bunch of activities, and I wasn't supposed to know what the hell was going on. Would you like to see a video? Yes. I from you're going to have to turn on the stream. I apologize yeah, I to the it. audio only people. There is a video from my Ring camera. That's my front door showing me showing you the beginning of the bachelor party, okay? So I'm going to okay. play it right now. The sound doesn't really matter, but I left it on anyway, so I'll be quiet while okay. I play this.
1: Oh, the light Step, step, step.
0: Good, good. Good. Okay. That probably didn't make a lot of sense to you. Let me explain. So they came over to the house, and they put a bag over my. <laughs> a, a pillowcase over my head, or they made me change first into pajamas, which I was already wearing, so that was kind of weird, but I w- wore different pajamas. I yeah. put on a robe, a very gaudy, not gaudy, a very like, I look like a cult leader wearing this robe, if you can imagine what right. that's like, and a bag over my head, and they put me into the car with, he had on his phone a bunch of YouTube videos that I was a part of, So at first, it was the Dota Cinema Top 10 video, the really hype one, going constantly. Mm -hmm. And then he started playing other stuff like Statsman and all this bullshit. And we start driving, and it's been like this 20-minute car ride with this fucking thing over my head. Apparently, I scared some children that were looking across from me. Of course, I couldn't see anything. (laughs) Maybe somebody called the cops. Who knows? And we get to... So the first quote-unquote activity was a place called So Delicious soda Sodalicious. It was a place where uh-huh. you can build your own soda, essentially. But they only had drive. Oh, he knows you so well. So this was a f- suggestion from my friend Zeno. Actually, it was not Slacks. So we'll not give him credit. Oh. So I built my own soda. Everybody did. We just hit, like I had some. I forget what it was. Some cherry, you know, cherry something something. Um, so that was cool. And then from there we went to an escape room. Oh, nice. And keep in mind, oh, I was wearing the the uh, slippers, you know, those like very c- cushy slippers that you wear around the house that look like fluffy. So mm-hmm. I'm wearing that in public everywhere yeah. I go throughout this entire time. People were looking at me the whole time like I'm an idiot, which I guess is not yep. far from the truth normally. We went to an escape room. It was probably the worst escape room I've ever been to. <laughs> nice. And it wasn't just me. Everybody hated it. What do you think the worst theme right now would be for an escape room, Cinderin?
1: Oh. I don't know, actually. I thought, thought I knew. You thought you? What
0: kind of an. Are you having an aneurysm? Okay, anyway. The worst, yes, COVID escape. That is correct. Oh, that actually was it. Okay. Yes. So the entire concept was that there's a... They didn't say COVID. That there's a pandemic and you're trying to escape. That in and of itself is a terrible fucking theme. The entire idea of an escape room, no pun intended here, is to escape reality. Why would I want to go through pandemic shit again? So that was terrible concept. Second
1: thing... Oh. <laughs> Yes, go ahead. Imagine the escape room you go to, and you part of it is you need to do like COVID testing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to put anything up like our nose. You need to thankfully. do a kit
1: and wait for the response to get the key to the next room. You need to test yourself. <laughs> so,
0: I don't know how you are, and I'm. I'm guessing you're really good at escape rooms. I am dog shit. I enjoy them, but I'm really. I know I'm really bad at them. So we're going That's through all the little activities. Watch. You know, you got to do. This part, this part, there's like four things you need to complete in order to get to the next section, and one of them is like almost like a video game. It's like this little needle, and you're trying to find this virus thingy and implant it yeah. with some bullshit. Okay, the problem is it wasn't working. Okay, it was like we would do it and nothing would happen. Like wait, why I mean, can't... that would
1: make for a bad escape room experience. <laughs> like why can't if we attach work? this
0: thing? Like <laughs> so everybody is going through this one at a time because we've already completed the other three. And nobody can do it. So I'm the fi- final person, since I'm the worst, doing trying to do it. And it's not working. And then suddenly it's like, all right, you've completed this. I'm like, what? I didn't even do anything. Literally nothing happened. So that was obviously a broken game. And they're just like, fuck this. Let's just get them onto the next thing. The other part that sucked about it was the guy. You know how there's sometimes a guy that comes on in the intercoms because they're watching you the whole time.
1: Right. Right. So he's watching us and giving us hints, okay? And then he was like, by the way, dude, you still have a bag on your head.
0: (laughs) No, I took the bag off for this, of course. Uh, So he's looking at us and giving us hints. Like, normally when you give hints, you're like trying to point them in the right direction. You're not saying what he said. Look under the desk. That's literally what he said is, look under the desk. And we found something because of that. And he kept doing that, like literally telling us what to do, which takes the fun out. And then... We're getting close to the finish, about, like, let's say five minutes away, and suddenly the music goes on. It's like, congratulations! Then it cuts off. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, oh, my... intercom." he's like, my bad, I hit the wrong button. Like, what the fuck, dude? This is the worst escape room I've ever seen! You are terrible at your job, and the escape room sucks altogether. So that was the escape room. We did technically finish it, and everybody was, like... Nobody was talking shit until after we left because we want to hurt any feelings, but everybody's like, my God, this was the actual worst.
1: Should have been like, look under the table, and then you look under the table, and then should have played, <laughs> congratulations.
0: That's right. That's right. So you found ex- it. after the escape room, Slax takes me to haagen oh. Again, all public locations. Oh, you love that. And I get a little liter of ice cream, of my favorite. Oh, he makes me get that size, of course. It's, uh, okay. what was it? it's midnight cookies and cream, very good. But of course, I'm smart, and I know there's more activities to come, so I don't eat any of it, because I know I'm gonna shit myself if I eat it, because I don't have any mm. of my pills that I take for that, being lactose intolerant and whatnot. So I have this, uh, they don't have a top for it either for some reason, so it's literally melting in the car in my hands, and we go back to my house, and he's not telling me what, you know because I'm starving at this point, he's not telling me what's for dinner, he's not telling me anything. We get to the house, Everybody's there, meaning all the guys that are part mm-hmm. of my uh, bachelor party. And there's a ring at the door, <clears throat> and it's a masseuse. Oh. So this woman walks in, she sets up her table. I take off my clothes other than my boxers because you'll know why and in slippers, a second. Of course. And I and get the on the table guy. in front of the TV in the middle of the living room, in front of everybody. And I have a 90-minute massage. So the idea from Slacks is for me to get a 90-minute massage in front of everybody. And that's exactly what they accomplished. I had a 90-minute, very good massage, by the way, other than the terrible environment, in public, essentially, with all these people. Now, keep in mind, during— What did they do for 90 minutes? I'm going to tell you. During this 90-minute process, they are making food. Okay, And this is in the same, because my living room extends into the kitchen. They're making Totino's pizza rolls, which are my favorite snack, in the oven. And they bought apparently a bunch of cherry Coke, like different varieties of cherry Coke. And he bought like this scotch, this fancy scotch bottle. And you know how like when you're having a massage, you have your face down and it has that little hole? So I can see in the bottom, Slacks is coming over occasionally with a plate of Totino's pizza rolls <laughs> making me smell it <laughs> and trying to feed me while I'm having this very awkward oh. massage with this lady that's like, what the fuck is going on? This is ridiculous. Oh, he actually
1: tried to feed you. I thought he was just going to no, like, no, torture I, you, basically, give, letting you smell them and then take them away. Not the
0: only did he try to feed me, he made me eat one. And it was, <laughs> while getting a massage, is really awkward, I have to say. Now, keep in mind this. During this massage, still, his, uh, his, Nikki's mom and dad end up coming through the door because they need to do stuff to prep for the next day. They're literally walking by me as I'm getting a massage in front of eight other men. Okay. So, this was my Where's bachelor that part.
1: filmed? Where's the clip of this?
0: And this is a story that Slacks didn't want me to tell, but there was a very oh. awkward moment. This is the only time in my life that I thought for real, and I could be wrong, I thought for real Slacks might have been embarrassed. So Nick, so Nikki told Slacks ahead of time that her mom was going to come in and cook some stuff for later, for the next day, to prep. So Slacks is expecting Nikki's mom to show up. So they ring the doorbell, right? Somebody rings the doorbell, starts walking in, and Slacks looks at them, Oh, are you Nikki's mom? It was Nikki's dad that answered the door, not the mom and Slacks was beyond mortified <laughs> because it was oh <laughs> it was it was it was dark and he does wear an earring, okay So Slacks was le- legit fucking embarrassed because I could tell because like literally the next 30 minutes. <laughs> For some reason, he kept referring to him as Nikki's dad over and over. You should get something for Nikki's dad. Nikki's dad, would you like to sit here? I'm like, why do you keep saying Nikki's dad? And he didn't tell me till later. It's because he called him her ma. (laughs) So, that is the bachelor party (laughs) in a nutshell. Uh, And then we move on.
1: This sounds like a sitcom episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we move on to wedding day. We have a... Again, not many people are at the house. Uh, And we have... I made sure that... Or Nikki made sure for me that we had a very, very, very short ceremony. I wanted the bare minimum that was legal, like that was required by law to do. So... We had a literal five-minute ceremony in the backyard, and that was it. Very short, very sweet. We just signed some documents, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm not a big marriage guy, as you guys know. Probably have talked about it in the past. Uh, in terms of like originally wanting to get married, but uh, so as a result, everything was kind of you know non-orthodox or unorthodox, I should say. We didn't wear, we don't wear rings. I didn't buy any rings. Uh, I didn't want any of the usual bullshit. Because I'm just not a fan of that kind of stuff. So very bare bones, as bare bones as you can get. Um, And then <clears throat> on to the food, which I actually wrote some of this down because a lot of people were interested. We thought it would be cool to have a fusion of half Filipino food, half Iranian food. And I was really excited because a lot of people like Slacks, for example, uh, probably never had Persian food or anything like that. Uh, and right. as well. Um and Slacks actually went off of his no-carb, no-sugar diet for the two days, by the way. Oh. He has not eaten sugar or carbs for two years, but he did for the wedding, <clears throat> which I'll get to in a moment. So for the Filipino side, I had Nikki write down these. There was pork barbecue skewers, lumpia adobo, which is pork and chicken, uh, buco pandan, which is green fruit salad. It's coconut-based. And Ube Crinkle Cookies, purple yam cookies. So I'm not gonna That's lie. Nice. I there's some Filipino food. I def, like the barbecue screws are really good, I can attest. I did not have any Filipino food at the wedding because there was so much Iranian food. Uh I don't know the names of all of these or any of them really, but my mom made a few dishes. Uh one is, I don't know what to call it, other than cherry rice. It's my favorite. Uh, There's another rice called tachin, which I really like. Um, And then there's another one that she had somebody make for her called fesenjun, which is like a sour brown looking stew. It is god tier. And then I had some catering that we picked up from one of my favorite Iranian places in Phoenix, which provided kebabs. So you have which is like a ground beef which is what people usually like and then there's the filet which is called berg, which is s tier fucking love this shit so much so that that was really nice that was the food situation and then the last part of this story and then we can be done with the episode was the cake slacks embarrassed himself again uh (laughs) it's always slacks so I don't know if I can make this funny, but when it happened, it was hilarious. So imagine everybody is in the kitchen, okay? Because the kitchen is quite large, and we're getting ready for the cake cutting. This was, like, way later after the wedding because we didn't want to eat it right away. We're ready for the, the cake cutting. It's, like, the one traditional thing we kind of did. Uh, but before we go up there, Slacks, keep in mind, there are, the entire room is filled with food. like We got way too much, way too much food. Mm-hmm. And Slacks comes up to me. He's like, hey, I ho- hope you don't mind, but uh, I turn on the oven and I'm, I'm going to, if it's okay with you, I'm going to cook some um, Totino's pizza rolls. And I'm looking at him like, what? you want to cook Totino's pizza rolls when there's all of this Iranian and Filipino food available to eat? He's like, yeah, is that okay? So I, I get up in front of everybody. I was like, I would like to make an announcement, everybody. Jacob Kanner here would like to cook some Totino's pizza rolls. Can we make room for Jake Kanner so we can put the Totino's pizza rolls in the oven for him? And then from there, he started getting quite embarrassed. And he started to convince me that he didn't want it anymore, even though I knew it. Nikki comes in... Actually, sorry, I, I retract my statement. He didn't have the oven on yet, because he didn't know how to use it. Nikki comes in, in her wedding dress, turns on the oven, and starts putting <laughs> <in Totino. laughs> And Slacks is trying to stop her. And eventually, they never get cooked, because he's too embarrassed. All he wants to do, which is very rude, <laughs> is eat Totino's pizza rolls when all this fucking food is available to eat. Because he's off his carb diet, and all he wants to eat is fucking Totino's pizza rolls. So... We, it never gets cooked apparently he never get, got to eat his Totino's pizza rolls so I'm very sorry Slacks if you're watching this I do apologize but uh, we did eat the cake and it was delicious so that's
1: that's the end so you, you wrote here you wrote Slacks cake fail but it wasn't cake related it was the other thing right
0: it was because we okay. were going to yeah. cut the cake and he interrupted the process because he wanted to cook oh, Totino's you, pizza oh rolls
1: <laughs> dude I love Jake
0: yeah <laughs> Maybe that's the second time he was embarrassed. I'm not sure. <laughs> I made a point to try to embarrass him because it's too fun. It's so hard to embarrass him, you know? It's like he's got really thick skin. Uh, but yeah, wedding was really fun. Uh, the Bachelor party was weird as fuck, but it's a it's story. It's very memorable though. Yeah, it's a story. Uh, I still have like eight bags of Totino's pizza rolls in the freezer that I'm not going to get through for a year, probably. Nice. So yeah, that is uh that is the story. That's it. So I'm married, Cinderin.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Dude, uh, Thanks what for a coming. Great story. I was laughing so fucking hard. You Dude, know, Slack just has this ability to turn everything he touches into a story. That's true. It's somebody <sighs> uh
0: in my chat actually asked me if you did this, <clears throat> and I actually didn't even think about it. It would have been hilarious to have you on Zoom. During
1: the ceremony, actually. Oh, yeah, we could have done that, I guess. I guess you can I wait didn't think for my, about it either my
0: next wedding. You can wait for yeah. that. will do
1: that next time. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That'll do it for this episode of We Say Things. Thank you for joining us. This was a bit of a long one. We do appreciate your support. We'll be back to normal schedule starting next week. Until next time, San and Cinderin signing out. Goodbye.
1: Bye. We
0: things that don't mean anything,
1: but thanks for
0: listening, yeah.